I recently got a question. An investor wants to know how can they avoid being scammed or cheated by an entrepreneur now that Title III is really making the opportunity for the general public to invest in startups much more broad. So to remember, since 1933, for the most part, the only individuals investing in startups were from the very top of the wealth pyramid. And now with Title III uh, investment crowdfunding, the entire, well, any, almost anybody can be an investor. If you have $100, suddenly you're an investor. And one of my feelings is that, you know, with the Securities Act of the 1930s, the idea was to prevent fraud, but what it really did was prevent people from learning how to support each other and how to manage risks and what really constitutes trust. So there's not a whole lot really to it when you get right down to it. The thing is you can't analyze your way fully through the question, is a, is a vegan startup, how's it going to go? I mean, there are certainly things that you can look at. and But we have to remember that the basic problem is this. Uh, the way uh, startup capital has been working for a long time is like, imagine you just had a baby. And you said to the baby, well, you don't get any food until you know how to cook. And at that point, we'll give you food. That is how capitalism has been working. And the venture capital world basically funds the already successful enterprises. And how do you become already successful? Well, it helps if you already have, say, wealthy friends and family, uh, you have some kind of experience. And the challenge is a lot of the good ideas come from people who may not have any experience in entrepreneurship or may not have wealthy friends and family. So they're going to make a lot of mistakes. And we're the whole idea is nursing them along giving entrepreneurs enough money so they can reach milestones. So when we look at the notion of fraud and scams, especially with entrepreneurs and especially vegan entrepreneurs, really incompetence is the larger issue. Most will be incompetent because um, if they were competent, they probably wouldn't be trying to raise capital. They would already have all the relationships and uh, they wouldn't necessarily need the money at that point. Maybe they'd be later stage. They'd be getting money from venture capital firms. So it's really seed capital. So think about seeds you buy a packet of seeds, they're not all going to sprout. 
But again, the question is, if a company is failing, is it from incompetence or is it because they design their company offering for the purpose of cheating the investor? And the second is rare, in my opinion. And the thing is, it takes, there's enough hurdles just to be able to raise capital even under Title III. Now, that doesn't make the companies good. It just means that the intent to cheat is low. Now, what's more likely is that mistakes are made. And the thing is, with larger amounts of money, there's a couple things. With large amounts of money, on the first hand, a $20,000 mistake won't kill the company necessarily because there's cushion. On the other hand, sometimes larger amounts of money just result in larger problems. And the whole scarcity, you know, such a challenge, a challenge of hiring people that are sufficiently talented, uh, enough capital for the entrepreneur to make sure they pay their bills at home while they're ramping up the company. So I've often said, for example, that Uber was started with $200,000. That's enough to start something, but that's not a lot of money really to start something. If you execute well, that can work. So the other area to look at as investor is your own motivation. And especially if we're looking at impact driven companies or companies that are trying to expand vegan ethics. And a lot of investors are motivated by greed or fear. And the challenge is when you're motivated by especially greed, then your own beingness becomes more susceptible to people who are either directly um, fraudulent type of people or people who lack integrity in other ways. Now, Vegan Launch, with our new platform, progressively more and more vegan projects will be made available for investors. And uh, we simply display the deals we're not investment advisors and so we're not actually here to help the investor pick the winners. We do offer free mentoring to entrepreneurs and through that mentoring, we'll say there's a certain readiness to receive capital and a certain authenticity, a certain frankness about the problems that you might not see on other crowdfunding sites because a lot of the other crowdfunding sites these days are still appealing to this idea that you can get on the in on the ground floor and yes it's good right if you if you get in on the ground floor of a company that does succeed that's good but we have to face the facts um, in the US something like nine out of ten startups fail Generally, the number one factor, according to the Small Business Administration, is lack of sufficient capital. Vegan Launch is 
working to solve that problem. And the other problem is lack of good mentoring. And through the Vegan Launch community, the ideal is that each entrepreneur is able to bring in more and more high quality advisors who happen to be vegan and who can help them avoid making the most common mistakes. And there are plenty of common mistakes and for somebody like me who's been at this for a while, it's pretty easy to spot those mistakes. And those mistakes tend to be in the area of just technical misunderstanding of how certain aspects of business work. And then the other, one of the more difficult challenges is by our nature, we as human beings don't want other people to see our flaws. So that's our survival characteristic as we try to avoid admitting when we're wrong. And that is, uh, as an investor, if you ask certain kinds of questions and you want to feel those answers, and does what happens when an entrepreneur doesn't know the answer? That's not a bad thing. Nobody knows everything, but how do they feel that question? And that can show you a little bit about how they're going to deal with challenges as they come up. And these challenges are endless. So what's really the answer? The answer is A, as I always say to investors investing in startups, you need to go in understanding that the likelihood of losing all of your investment in any one project is the likely outcome. That is the most likely outcome. What led to these regulations in the first place that have constrained capital were too many people thinking that if they invested in a startup, they would get rich. I do recommend for people who are interested that you look at this as something akin to a gift. It's something you would like to see. I mean, this is why investment crowdfunding started in the first place because um, what they now call reward crowdfunding, like Kickstarter, demonstrated that people were so eager to support entrepreneurs they would just give the money away as a gift without requiring any kind of equity in the company. And the fact that those kinds of sites were succeeding and so much money was moving hands, it was only a logical step to say, well, why not allow investors to actually get some equity. And in fact, it's usually a better project. There are certain problems with reward type funding. Uh, we can get into that more in another video, but one of the challenges of reward funding, like let's say a company's got a new idea for, for pants and they're gonna pre-sell a bunch of pants. Usually the math of that doesn't work very well. That is just a glorified form of bootstrapping. And bootstrapping generally is not capital sufficient to scale. And you end up getting the challenge, uh, you know, the issue with some, a company called The Coolest Cooler, and they raise millions of dollars on Kickstarter. 
and then they weren't able to deliver because it's kind of like this. You still have to tool up. There's so much that they had to do and there wasn't enough money left over to both tool up and then deliver the coolers. And so they sold coolers on Amazon before they actually gave coolers to the people who had contributed to them on Kickstarter. Because there's a certain aspect of the revenue model, if you understand a little bit of finance, you will understand why the risk of success on Kickstarter is actually much higher. You know, the risk of failure, shall I say, <laughs> the risk of success. The likelihood of failure with these companies that are doing uh, reward-based funding or pre-ordering as a form of capitalization, it doesn't pencil out. You need operating capital and then you make sales and you get some revenue. That's how a solid business runs. But the problem is getting that operating capital and out of desperation, people try everything. The Vegan Launch financial model, our approach is designed to eliminate scarcity. When you eliminate scarcity, you reduce the drive toward uh, mistakes. You reduce the drive towards uh, inauthenticity. You reduce the drive toward making bad deals as an entrepreneur. And that's good for the investor. So again, to summarize, as an investor, look for yourself. Are you motivated by greed or fear when investing in the vegan space? Fear of missing out of the exploding vegan economy, which it is. That's a risk factor. That's the biggest risk factor, is using that as a metric to make a decision. There, take every opportunity to read about the entrepreneur, to look at their materials, to raise questions, and you have to really put your radar on and your intuition. And if it, if it feels bad, don't do it. And if it feels good, keep asking questions. But at a certain point, the better thing to do is you find a company you like, because regulation crowdfunding allows you to invest as little as $100, look at it as a, a gift for the idea. What you're buying, really, when you invest in a startup is a snapshot of how they are right now. Is that startup worth $100 just right now? Like, does it make you happy to give them 100 Can you feel complete with that transaction? Or are you only going to be happy if you get 1000 back? You don't want to enter into that transaction if you're only going to be happy if it makes a gain. You want to have a completion. I gave them $100. It'll be great if it works out. But I think that what they're saying and what they stand for is worth $100 today. If you use these kinds of basic concepts for investing in seed-level companies and first rounds of capital, you won't be disappointed because you already got what you wanted out of the transaction. You got the satisfaction of contributing to somebody that's trying to change the world. 
If you have more questions, just put them down below. Thanks for listening.